Well, welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad you're here. <clears throat> Hadn't the weather been great? Got a little bit of rain, it's cooled off a little bit for us. Praise God. You know, um, over the last two weeks, we've been talking about the condition of the church, and I've felt like we've kind of gone back to the basics in uh, possibly where the church has been missing it, the church in general, not necessarily us, but how we can follow the wrong gospel, how we can get off, how we can, as as sinners, come to Christ but start to rebuild our lives back to the way of our sinful life. We've been, we've been looking at that, and you know, as Elizabeth was talking this morning about 9-11, if you remember last week, we ended with faith. We ended last week with faith, how to have faith, that God's pleased by faith, that God's miracles, His favor and His miracles come through faith, and how important it is that we have faith. Well, the time to build your house is not in the middle of a storm. And you could see such a shaking that happened 10 years ago with 9-11 that the house hadn't been built right. And it caused a complete shaking. Well, I want to encourage you. You know, there's the threat today of another attack on the 10-year anniversary. Well, I want to encourage you to learn to walk in your life. Learn to walk your life out so that when your nation gets attacked, you're prepared The problem is we don't walk the day-to-day things out in faith, in trust. Um, You know, I I was praying with uh, Cindy and and, uh, Tori yesterday, and they're they're completely standing strong and believing strong. It's such a pretty picture. Um, But, you know, we don't want the baby to be delivered early, but we're not in control. We're in total trust of God. Trusting that he's the author of life, trusting that his hand is upon her, and we've got to surrender to him. Now, where you are in your finances, where you are in your marriage, where you are in your job, with your kids, with your life, you weigh in the balance, and you stand there at that crossroads of, am I going to continue to try to do this on my own, or am I going to trust God? That's where we stand. As we begin to make those decisions correctly, according to God's word, trusting in him, trusting in that, even though we don't see what the end result is, we believe God's going to do it because he said he would. Is that faith? Then, when these attacks come, you know what? We're standing a little bit stronger. That's why David, when he showed up to the battle, he didn't run away. He was prepared. And basically, David said, I really don't even need anything. Just find my sling. It's under my bed somewhere. I haven't needed it lately. I've just been worshiping the Lord. Where's my sling and where's a few rocks? We can take care of this. Your finances, God can handle. Your marriage, God can handle. Your life falling apart, God can handle. But you stand at this crossroads. Now, you know, today is a, day, is a crossroad day. It's September 11th. We can look at this two different ways. We can look at this as one of the worst times in our history or one of the best in that we chose to serve God. Will today be a day that you serve? Do you know that scripture? What will you, who will you choose today? 
because you're going to choose some way, your way or God's way. That's where we are as a church. Turn with me again to Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going to jump around a little bit this morning. We've been going straight through Galatians. Let me tell you, the Lord is speaking to us through his word, and I want to encourage you, bring your Bible. Bring your Bible. We've made it too easy. We put the words up. We do everything for you. We put it in your bulletin. You don't have to do anything. Let me tell you, life is still a life of we've got to do. We've got to get ourselves out of our hole, out of our pit. Amen? All right. Galatians chapter 3, verse 5. I think I've probably read this for the last few weeks. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Um, Mr. Mikey, can you get me going on my... PowerPoint, please. Therefore, he who supplies the Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, how does he do it? Does he do it by what you do or by faith? It's by faith. Are you expecting a miracle? You've got to have faith. I'm wanting to sing a George Michael song, but that he just does not fit in this. He doesn't. But it's right. You've got to have faith. Not worldly faith. Godly faith. Standing on his word. When you stand on his word, God works miracles. Supplies the spirit to you and works miracles in you. You've got to have faith faith. You got to know what to stand on. You're standing on something that's not right. When we get to standing on God's word, it will not waver. It won't crumble. It won't run off afraid. It will stand. The problem is we're standing on our word or on man's word or what we think we deserve. Uh Uh-uh. That's a, that's sandy soil. Then the winds come and the rains come and it gets washed out. We've got this thing in our backyard that's uh, where this easement, this water drainage easement thing, this nasty th- something that we're just so thankful that the people before us have. It's just nasty. We're not thankful. We hate it. Where water's coming off of 10th Street and emptying downstream and we happen to be downstream. And it's been eroding. All these storms have come and it's kept eroding. What did we have to do? We had to put these big, humongous, what they call riprap huge rocks into that to hold the bank because the soft stuff won't hold it same thing in your life you're getting washed around to and fro you have man i'm getting beat on every side why because you ain't got no riprap in your life you don't have the rock you're not standing on the rock the church needs to stand on the rock when these terrorists come the church doesn't move What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith is trusting God to do what he says he will do before we see it. Faith is the inward confidence, the assurance, the trust, the reliance in God and all that he says. Not just relying on God, but relying on what he says. You know God likes to be reminded of what he says. There is power when you speak his word. I believe God responds when he hears his word speak. Uh Uh-oh, somebody just said my word. I have to do it. I told my kids we'd go get ice cream. 
we got to go get ice cream. Dad, you said, you know what? You're right. You know, I said this at first service, and I left it out at second service, so I'm going to say it again to both of you this morning. We trust more in our job to give us our paycheck on Friday than we do God to provide for us. We have no problem spending our money on Wednesday when we know we're getting paid on Friday. Amen? What is that? That's faith in your job. Knowing that they're going to fulfill what they said they would do. That is the exact same way that we are to live knowing that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches. Amen? When we trust in him to supply, he supplies. What did it say? When we have faith, he supplies. It's good. If faith is the inward confidence, trust, and reliance in God and all that he says, how do we get that? Again, I'm repeating myself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Pastor, I don't have time to come to 15 church services. I don't have time to be in Bible studies. You've got time to read your word. That's where faith comes from. In the word. Take it with you. If you do not own a Bible, we will give you one. If you can afford one, buy one. It's the best money you'll ever spend. If you can't afford one, we'll give you one. You have no excuse of going out of here without God's word. Amen. You began to trust your earthly father and mother by spending time with them, by being with them, by listening to them, by talking to them, their actions, their history, seeing and knowing their motives, who they really are. This is how trust, this is how, that is what grows trust. That's where you've got to start. Start getting to know God. What should I expect from God? What shouldn't I expect from God? Through his word, through his church, through his people, in the sanctuary, in Sunday school, in life group, in Bible studies, at lunch, at work, around the water cooler. You cannot get godly faith without his word. You can't get it. Are you believing for a miracle minus his word? It's not going to happen. Okay. Verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Verse 8. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. And verse 9. So then who are... So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Let me tell you, you cannot ride mom and dad's coattails any longer. Because your mom and dad drug you to church and you're living on mom and dad's religion, that does not make you a son of God. What makes you a son of God is your faith in God. Did you catch that? Verse 6 said, just as Abraham believed in God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. What does that mean? Abraham, before Jesus came, was saved by faith. Why? Because he believed. Therefore, only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. 
Not those who get drugged by their parents. Not those who are still living on their parents. Let me tell you, why, are you, why am I hounding on this? Because my parents so raised me in a spirit-filled, godly home that I rode those coattails a long time. Until finally, they didn't kick me off. The Lord kicked me off. Are you, what are you standing on? Are you standing on them? Or you, and that same thing happened even with the pastor and pastor's wife. I was standing on them, not on God. And the Lord yanked that out from under me too. The Lord wants me and only me. The Lord wants you and only you. He doesn't want you and your husband's religion or your wife's religion or your pastor's religion. He wants you. He wants your relationship. He wants to know you. He wants you to be believing in him. Church, he wants you to trust him in everything that you have. Every decision that you make. Only those of faith are sons of God. Pastor, are you saying if I don't have faith, I'm not a son of God? That's what, that's what the Word's saying. This is New Covenant teaching. Only those of faith are sons of God. If you walk an aisle and get saved and never get in the Word, never get plugged in, never start to build relationship, then are you saved? Only those of faith are sons of God. Hearing comes by, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I can't please God without faith. Faith without works is dead. So Christianity minus faith is an oxymoron. Christianity or the church minus the word going into us is a messed up religion. It's a man-made religion. God's religion is, God's word is, God's, God's the, the, salvation is believing in Christ. In everything. Not just one time, yes, I believe he's the son of God and he died for my sins. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive me. Hallelujah. I'm done. That's not believing in Christ. Believing in Christ is going out here and getting out here on 111 and about to pull out and believing the Lord's going to protect you in that before we get that red line. He is. He's in control of me. He's in control of me right out there. And knowing that I'm going to make it to my destination and that this baby's going to come healthy. Jesus, the Lord is the author of life, not death. And when I get a report that says something's wrong with me, do I stand on that report and that doctor or do I stand on what God says? I stand on what God says. And when I can't make my electric bill payment, do I trust in God and start doing godly things, find out what he says for me to do with my money, or do I just pull everything away and say that God's way doesn't work, I'll do it my way? The church has got to wake up. The church has got to wake up. It requires everything. An abundant life, an abundant Christian life requires a lot. I'm sorry, we're lying when we say it's easy. It's not easy. It costs you everything. The great thing is, is if you allow it to cost you everything, you gain everything right back. And so much more than what you could ever have on your own. On your own, you're an empty hole, never to be filled, never. 
we've got to take up our cross, die to our way, to live Christ's way, living a life of faith in Christ, knowing that he is, knowing who he is and believing and trusting in him to be all he desires, which is to be your everything. Your provider, your strong tower, your deliverer, your healer, your redeemer, your refuge, your very present help in time of need. Are you in need today? He desires to fill that need. But do you know about faith? What does faith do? Faith does. Faith is a verb. What does faith do? Faith speaks. Faith speaks. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, have faith in God in Mark eleven twenty two, And then he immediately proceeded to say, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Faith speaks. What's in your heart comes out of your mouth. What's coming out of your mouth? You want a good idea? Have you ever... Have you ever uh, Joe McGee has done this with their finances. I've done this with my weight. Take an account of everything that you're eating. Write everything down. Take account of every dime that goes out of your checkbook. Find out where everything's going. Take account of what's coming out of your mouth. You want to know where you are with the Lord? Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Is it faith or is it not? I can't tell you where you are. Listen to your mouth. You start talking to me for a while, I'll know. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart's going to come out. You can play a game all day long, but finally I'm going to hear what's in your heart. The Lord hears what's in your heart. Faith speaks. You can't help it from coming out of your mouth. If it's in your heart, if doubt is in your heart, doubt will come out of your mouth. Believing can take opposite forms. It can be faith or it can be doubt. When you believe that God exists and that he loves you and wants to meet your need, then your believing creates faith in your heart. But on the other hand, doubt is just as real. The reverse of faith starts to tell us that God doesn't exist. God doesn't care. He's not listening to you. He doesn't care what's going on, what, what, what's happening in your life. He doesn't care. He doesn't love you. Doubt gives rise to fear, which brings torment, not peace. Fear actually keeps you from receiving the good things that God desires to send your way. And doubt causes you to be tossed to and fro. Are you getting knocked back and forth by situations in your life? That is out of doubt. James chapter 1 verse 6 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Somebody's getting revelation this morning because you're getting tossed back and forth and you don't know why. I want to encourage you. It's not, it's not something extremely complex. You're standing on sand and not on the rock. You're standing on sand. And let me tell you, I have been on both. And let me tell you, standing on, on uh, trusting in God is a much better place. It's not always easy. It's not always a quick fix. You can't get on Amazon and have it in two days with free shipping. Sometimes. Sometimes you've got to plant that seed in the soil and allow it to come up. But it will come up. This phrase, doubt, 
Have you ever heard this? Doubt and do without. But with faith, believe and receive. Hear me. Start expecting a miracle. Get in the Word. Start in the Word. Start with 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. What do you have? Get in the Word and start expecting God to move. How many of you know when you come to church expecting your, 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 uh, your um, experience at church is so much greater than when you come with just a horrible attitude? When you come with expectation, God, I'm, I'm, my life's falling apart, but I know I'm going to find you here this morning. What happens? You find him. We've got to start expecting God to move in our lives. We've got to get in the word expectancy, opens your life to God and puts you into a position to receive salvation, to receive joy and health, financial supply, peace of mind, everything your heart longs for and more. Let's turn to Mark chapter 11 verse 20. Mark chapter 11 verse 20. Mark 11, verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree. It was dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering him, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. You remember just the day before, Jesus had walked by the fig tree looking for fruit, and there was no fruit on it, and he said, he cursed the fig tree. We walked by, and sure enough, the fig tree has responded. <coughs> So Jesus, verse 22, so Jesus answered him and said, what? Have faith in God. What's he saying? He's saying, when I speak, I am speaking, believing God's going to do everything that he says that he's going to do. He's not talking about the fig tree anymore. He's just saying, did you notice I spoke and response came. Jesus is saying, did you see what I did yesterday? There is result, uh, results in what I say. Now he's trying to train Peter saying, you notice that? Do you know why that happened? It came out of my mouth. Verse 23, for assuredly I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Verse 25, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. I don't, I don't think I have verse 26 down. But it says, but if you do not forgive, neither, your, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke. He spoke to the fig tree. You know what else happened? When Jesus speaks, creation happens. Jesus was with God in Genesis chapter 1. The one speaking was Jesus Christ. Jesus was the Word. Jesus is the Word. Jesus has existed for all eternity. He just came as a man 2,000 years ago. But when Jesus speaks, things happen. And Jesus is trying to say right here, whenever you speak according to my word, things are going to happen. But you have to speak. Faith 
speaks. God responds to faith. And faith comes out of your mouth. Our daughter, Sarah Beth, as he's been talking this morning, I've been thinking about a picture. I just keep getting this in my mind. Our daughter, Sarah Beth, um, is in second grade, and she's seven years old. And so reading, they're really trying to encourage reading and um, reading out loud and just, just being a good reader. And so we do several things in second grade that help us be a good reader. But one of the new things that I've noticed the teachers are doing is um, – I wish I knew the name of it, a, a reader phone. Um, what's it called? It's a piece of PVC, 290 degree. I don't know what they call it. I don't know what it's called either. Something, it's, a, it's this cutest little thing, and they've made it out of a PVC pipe. And it, they heal themselves when they read. It's just 245 degrees with a little piece between. It's probably about an inch and a half PVC or an inch PVC that just looks like a phone, but it's open. And when you speak into it, it goes right into your ear. She hears herself. And she's been telling me about this little phone. And she was so excited about the phone. And she says, you talk real quiet and you, and you hear yourself. And so we were at the school Friday. She was so excited about that little phone. And she said, Mom, take it and just whisper and you'll hear yourself. And if you've been talking about, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm remembering all the times. You know, when, when I struggle personally, the first thing I do is I run to the Word of God. And, I, and sometimes I even get that little purple book that we have for sale out in the information center. It's The Power of Speaking God's Word. And it's by Joyce Meyer. And all she's done is she's just compiled several scriptures based on topics. And you know what I find myself doing when I'm in trouble? It's not that I'm going to healing or provision or whatever trouble may be going on in our life at that time, but what I'm going to is trust. That's what I go focus on. And it's not like I've trained myself to do it. It's just where I wind up every time. Because when I know who God is and I know what he says and what his promises are, you know what? I trust him. I trust him. And so I'm getting this little picture of us with these little phones, those little white PVC phones. And as, and as we're getting in the Word and we're saying it, because you know what? There's something about reading the Word of God and, and, and getting it out, even sometimes reading it out loud. I think it's the purpose sometimes of just praying forth God word, God's Word in your life because you start saying it and you start realizing who God is you know, and I've been thinking about Psalm 91 all morning. You know that he is our rock and our refuge and our help in our time of trouble and our safety. He's the one who keeps us safe. And you know what? On a day like today, I believe him. I believe that's who he is. And I can rest today. I'm not afraid today because I know who he is. And so I want to encourage you. And I'm sorry. I just We didn't script this this morning. But, but picture yourself on that little phone. And getting out, getting out the word of God and saying it and praying it forth and believing it and hearing yourself. Just like Sarah Beth hears herself. Because there's power in that. There is so much power in that. 
Amen. 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 <clears throat> when you're ready to release some faith, to pray, to ask God to help. Now, right here, what has the Lord done? The Lord has said, Peter, did you notice I spoke? And I spoke in faith. And when you're, when you're hurting, speak in faith to your mountain that stands in your way. And when you speak in faith, believe. How are you going to believe? You need to have some scripture to stand on. God, your word says this. Your word says this. Your word says this. I'm believing in that. And you know what? You keep telling yourself that until you start to really believe it. You may not believe it the first time. But when we pray, when we ask for help, when we speak to our mountain, our, this job or cancer or divorce or addiction or depression or anxiety or disease, what does the Lord say to do? Forgive. Forgive. Do you see how power, powerful this Mark 11 is? Have faith. Speak and forgive. Man, is that the walk of a Christian right there? The Lord does not leave out forgiveness in your breakthrough. It's a part of it. Is breakthrough the mountain being removed and cast in the sea? Yes. Do you need breakthrough? We need the word. We need to pray according to his word, and we need to forgive. That's a good word. That's a good word. I'm just going to close this right there. Let me ask you, why are you still hanging on to that unforgiveness? My, my, my sermon today is not about unforgiveness. My sermon today is about faith. But I want to ask you, why are you hanging on to this? I was meeting with somebody this week that, this, that another person's life is falling apart because they have a root of bitterness, of unforgiveness that they think they don't have, but they do have. And they're the ones that's being hurt, not the person that's not being, unforgi- not being forgiven. You're not hurting that person. You're not getting revenge on that person because of the way you're treating them, because you're, you're showing them you haven't forgiven them. You're not hurting them. You're hurting you in a supernatural way. In a natural way. Unforgiveness hurts you naturally, as well as supernaturally. We've got to forgive. When we don't forgive, I'm sorry, I'll have it for second service, but the Father doesn't forgive. I'm in the wrong, wrong scripture. But that's what it says. If you don't forgive, God won't forgive. Let me tell you, I need forgiveness. It's not there. If I go there, it's, it's not there. <laughs> I, I didn't prepare that exactly right. Stop hanging on to it. Pastor, you don't know what's happened to me. I don't. But God does. And do you know that he still says, Forgive. 
Jesus Christ, who took on everything for us, forgave. I'm just asking you, even before you necessarily feel it, say it. I forgive my dad. I'm not needing to forgive you, but I forgive my dad. I forgive my mom. I forgive my uncle. I forgive my grandparents. I forgive my sister, my brother. I forgive my ex-husband. I forgive. I forgive my ex-wife. I forgive that relationship. Forgiveness does not say it's okay what they did. Forgiveness does not say I can go let them do it to me again. I forgive them because the Lord says to forgive them. And Lord, I don't feel like forgiving them. But Lord, I forgive them. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us. Lord, help the church to forgive. Help the church to forgive. Forgiveness and faith have to go hand in hand. Lord, your word says, have faith in God. Lord, help us to get connected to the vine so that what wants to flow out of us is your word. God's word says, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That when I tithe, that my fruit shall not fall off the vine before it's time. Your word is good. Your word is protection. Your word is breakthrough. Help us, Lord, as a church, as an individual, to forgive and to have faith. You may be here this morning and you just want to say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Would you give your heart to him this morning? It says in Scripture that all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Would you do that? Would you pray that prayer? Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I am in need of a Savior. Save me, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. Save me. You may be here this morning and you just need breakthrough. You need prayer. You need breakthrough. Well, it's time, it says, when you pray, to believe. Would you pray this morning with me and believe? Those that are ministering, as we stand up here in just a moment, come on down. We want to pray with you. Will y'all stand up with me? We're going to sing a song, and we want to pray with you. Right where you sit, start praying for breakthrough according to God's Word and believe. Drive that fear out of your life and replace it with belief, with faith. It's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Step out and let us pray for you this morning.